Hello, and welcome to Exploring Apprenticeship and the Skilled Trades in the Halton District School Board. In the series of podcasts, parents and students will learn about the many opportunities available to them. The opportunities range from cooperative education, specialist high skills majors, to concentrated OEAP programs. These programs offer a great variety of opportunities for students to start a skilled trades and often start an apprenticeship while in high school. In these series, you'll learn about the specific programs and some success stories from previous and current students in the Halton District School Board. So stay tuned for the series of podcasts coming up. Hello and welcome to the Halton District School Board's Ontario Youth Apprenticeship Program podcast. I'm Wade Richardson, OEAP coordinator for the Halton School Board. Today we're going to talk with Morgan McKinney. Thanks for joining us today, Morgan. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm excited to have these conversations too because being a previous HDSB student and now graduated, we'd like to hear the stories and accomplishments that you've made along the way after graduation and during school. So tell us a little bit a little bit about yourself, what you're up to now, the things you're doing. So I graduated roughly four-ish years ago now. I currently work in an auto shop that I've been co-oping at and now apprenticing through uh, for the past six years. I started in high school, kind of wound out here. I'm going into my level three of apprenticeship at Conestoke College come September. So that's kind of what's in the works right now. I'm kind of just in the work field for the time being. That's how an apprenticeship works. You work and then you go to trade school. So you went to high school and you graduated and were your plans upon graduation to be an auto service technician or did you have other plans and did, how did they change if you did? So going into high school, I actually wanted to be a social worker. Um, I was dead set on university, being at a desk, you know, working with people. And up until kind of grade 11, that was the plan. And then come second semester of my grade 11 year, I was uh, forced by my parents to take a vehicle ownership class. But what ended up happening is I loved what I was doing. I was learning all the basics so that I knew how to change a tire. I could do my checking of my oil, my fluid levels, wiper blades, bulbs. You know, you learn very basic uh, skills. And I got really good grades in the class. I was doing very well. And then I completely did a 180 and took uh, every auto course I had offered, uh, OYAP, Schisms, anything that they could throw my way. I did Skills Ontario for a couple years. And uh, from there, I just went into automotive uh, co-oping at an auto shop. The Anything that I could do, anything I could get my hands on, I was doing that. Yes. Yeah, so, and that is, that is a common story that I've heard from many students along the way. Quite often have plans for university or college or a career pass. And often a grade 10 student or grade 9 student will change their plans along the way. And sometimes they don't know what their plans are. And there's nothing wrong with either one. But experiencing what some of those classes have to offer in grade nine or grade 10 quite often open up a student's eyes to see what is available to them. So there is no loss to taking those technological education courses the way I I see it. Yeah, you're definitely not wrong there. I think that everyone should take some sort of tech course, uh, be it kind of construction or uh, auto mechanics. I think those are the big two. You're going to own a house, you're going to own a car, you're going to want to know how to do something just minor on your own. You were a participant in the Specialist High Skills Major Ontario Youth Apprenticeship Program concentrated courses. That's correct? 
Correct. I was part of both of those courses. And so the, typically what it is, is a bundle of four credits where you would concentrate in, in that particular area. And in your case, it was transportation or automotive service technician, where it's com- was combined with four credits plus two co-ops. Now, can you kind of talk a little bit about your experiences with the specialist high skills major and the concentrated OEAP? Yeah, so I had really, really good experiences with both. Um, They were very much so integrated into my like everyday classing anyway. So it wasn't like taking additional courses, which I found to be really good. It's a lot to take on as a, a high school student to take on more work, but it didn't feel like that at all. Um. I found that getting all the certificates, like I got my first aid through the courses, I got my, was it first aid, WMIS, health and safety, and then I got to do another course as well as kind of three electives, if you want to say that, where I got to do hoist training because that was in my specific field, as well as scan tool and emissions testing at the time was a big one, so I took that as well. So you kind of get a lot of uh, credits and certificates under your belt that will benefit you in the long run, especially when you're looking for a job. Employers like to see that you have things that they don't have to pay for. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, if, if someone shows up at a job and has current first aid training or has some of those certificates, they don't do it anymore. The, the emissions testing, but that was certainly a big one because in order to complete the emissions tests, you had to have certifications and be registered with the ministry. And those are all great uh, certificates to have and graduate with. So you did your four credits that concentrated on automotive service technician is, and is quite in depth of the learnings that the students learn about uh, automobiles. If a person was a, a skilled tradesperson, they would register with the Ministry of Labor, become an apprentice with an employer. So the, so the apprenticeship is basically an agreement with the employer and the, employ- and the apprentice that they will work together to learn the trade. So typically an apprenticeship works as they, that agreement will happen. And then as the apprentice works, they will complete a competency booklet. Then they'll go to a round of trade school. It's, we refer to it as a level one, sometimes a basic. Then they'll work for a while, complete the competency booklet, gain experience, and then go to level two, which we refer to as intermediate, and then advanced. Quite often those students who are in those schools are learning that level one curriculum and in the concentrated OEA, we do have students who will go to the college and challenge the level one test. And if they're successful, they can graduate high school with those apprenticeship hours behind them and also with their level one or their basic completed. Yeah. So I ended up actually getting to challenge the exam, um, which was very cool. Um, I didn't pass it. You had to get a 70 to pass. And that's across the board, I think, for most colleges, most courses, you need about 70 to pass. And I got, I believe it was a 63 or 65. So I was like just there. But it was very interesting to see that the course that I was taking in high school, where it was the OYAP program, it is almost identical to what I went to school for in college for level one. So everything that you're learning in high school, you'll basically be taught the same thing, but with extra information when you go to your first year. So I felt like I was ahead of the game going through the OYAP program. Yeah, and you, there's a lot of learning that happens. And what if a student wants to challenge that test who has completed the specialist high skills major concentrated OYAP, they typically don't have to have an apprenticeship started with an employer. They can do it without an apprenticeship started. And it does give them a little bit of an advantage when they're looking for a job if they don't have one. But in those programs, they usually end with a two-credit co-op, which is normally would almost be an all-day co-op for quite a few students. 
in those co-ops, often they turn into jobs. The students sometimes will graduate high school and that will be their employer once they graduate. What would your experience be? So I ended up going through co-op, I believe, as second semester of grade 11. So I did my first kind of co-op courses after taking a lot of auto. And from there, I got a placement. I kind of did half days at my placement. And after kind of two, three-ish years of high school stuff, because I did do a victory lap, I was hired on right at the last couple of months of high school to be an apprentice. So I was thankfully registered already. Everyone had uh, paperwork ready to go. You know, the OEAP program really does provide that uh, support right off the bat. I didn't even have to ask. They had somebody come in. We had all the paperwork. We sat down. My boss was there. I had an OEAP uh, representative, somebody from the ministry, and we signed it all off. And within like 20 minutes, I was registered as an apprentice. Yeah, and that's fantastic. Quite often, we have a lot of students who do that. They will graduate with the apprenticeship started with and with that employer, and their apprenticeship just starts when they're in high school and they have two years of two years or a year under their belt, depending on when they started. So you graduated and then you went to your level one once you did a certain amount of time. And what was your level one like? So my level one, it was interesting. So, you know, you hear horror stories in like high school about the teachers saying that, you know, your college professors aren't going to care. They don't want your excuses. And the fi- the first five minutes of being there, the teachers were all like, we know you're human. If you need something, you let us know. If you're stressed, you tell us. And it was that sort of thing that immediately was a huge relief. But as far as like the class learning and the class atmosphere, it was great. Like I was the only female in my class the first level and I was just treated like another student. The guys were very, very supportive. The teachers were extremely happy that there was a female going through their class because we kind of keep the boys on track. We definitely turn in our work on time. You know, we're very focused and very detail oriented. So that was fun. But I had an amazing experience my first year and an even better one my second year. And then a lot of times experiences are really relying on the teachers and how the other students accept you in those classes. And I'm glad you had a great experience and that's the way it should be. So what would be the kind of typical apprentice in your class? Were they all younger? Were they middle 30 to 40, 50 to 60? What would you describe the average age? And I guess apparently we know there's one female in your class which is good for you. Congratulations. So the average age of the people, what do, what would that be? Or how can you describe that? It was very across the board. So there was a lot of kids who were kind of younger, like between, I'd say 18 and maybe 25-ish were like the younger group. Uh, people who maybe have a couple of years of experience in the trade or just coming out of high school. Um, and then we had like the complete opposite end where I had um, people who were in their 40s, kind of early 50s, who were, you know, done with their desk jobs. They didn't want to do that anymore. They wanted to come and learn the trade. So we had a very wide age group. Um, we had about, uh, yeah, about 25 of us or so to a class. There was a couple of classes. And again, in my first year, I was the only girl. In the second year, I was one of two So it was very male dominated. Um, But yeah, we had a very big mix. We had one kid who was, I think he was in his 40s and 10 years prior did his level one and came back 10 years later to do his level two. So there was a whole mix of different kind of characters that came through our class. 
Yeah, that is one of the nice things when you go to trade school out of college. There's such a variety of different people, then you can learn from their experiences. And I'm sure you all shared stories about your different employment, things you experienced. The older the older generation, well, not really older generation, but you know, the, the 40 year olds who have been at a, either been at a job or decided to retrain, or quite often in Ontario, the average age of an apprentice is 28 and they have gone to university or gone to college, or this is their second career, and they found their way of the things they like to do and what makes them happy because the apprentices find uh, the jobs quite rewarding and learning along the way and being able to fix and repair things and say, hey, I did that is typically very rewarding. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like auto mechanics or automotive in general isn't just like uh, doing wrenching or the mechanical work. Uh, it's a whole lot of different things. Like uh, automotive service writer is a secretary at an auto shop. We have a different title than just a secretary because, you know, we have to know something about the cars. You're trying to explain this kind of stuff to customers. So they have to understand what you're saying. You have to get very technical. And uh, it's been fun at my auto shop to kind of do a bit of both. I work the front desk sometimes and then I do the uh, mechanics afterwards but there's just a broad spectrum of anything to do with automotive. Well, it is a broad spectrum, right? From tires to brakes to repairs on different systems in the automobile because it is no longer a simple thing in an automobile where they use points and condensers and you know simple technology to run an automobile. Now it's very complicated. A lot of the cars nowadays have well over 100 computers and they all talk to each other. And when something goes wrong, you have to be pretty good at what you do in order to figure out what's wrong. Yeah, it's it's definitely just like a computer system. You have to go for updates all the time, especially when you're getting a brand new car. I think within the first three years, there's always some sort of crazy update coming along the way. But uh, yeah, it's fun talking to customers who are very old school and they'll come in and they'll expect something to be a certain price. You know, oh, it's not that bad, but they've got like a 2019 car with like hundreds of computers all throughout it. And they're used to driving just a mundane vehicle or something old school that doesn't even know what a computer is. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. So can you kind of run people through what your typical day may be like as an automotive service technician? Yeah, so typically my job is uh, 8 to 5.30. So we'll knock off things like oil changes first. Most of the time, you know, the kind of newbie or apprentice will get the oil changes. Um, so we run through all of those. Um, I do things like brakes. I'll help with uh, the other technicians. Being the apprentice, you're kind of here, there, and everywhere. You do some jobs by yourself. And as you get higher in the levels, you do more by yourself. But because I'm in a smaller auto shop, like I do things helping the boys brake bleed and uh, getting them some parts if they need to, if I'm kind of in between my jobs. We'll work on the bigger stuff in the afternoon. So we do things like engines and transmissions as well at my shop. Uh, so those usually get pulled a little later in the day when we have enough time to actually work on them. But every day is something new. <laughs> There's not a way to say, hey, you know, this is how my day is going to go. Yes. And, and being from a, a truck and coach mechanic, every day is different. Today, you're, you might repair an engine. Tomorrow, you might be working on breaks the other the day after that you may could be doing some suspension work it's it's all over the place and typically no two days are the same yeah you're not wrong in that no two days will ever be the same in any sort of automotive or motive power situation 
No, and, and absolutely. Every single day was different. You know, some of the jobs would be the same and you would be repetitive, but they wouldn't be the same jobs every day or quite often you wouldn't have to do the same jobs in a week. So if you were to tell, talk to a high school student, what would you recommend that they do if you had a grade seven or eight or a grade nine entering high school? What advice would you give to them? Right off the bat, I'd say, you know, if you have something set, if you have a goal in mind, you know, don't throw it out the window, but understand that things change throughout high school. I definitely changed careers myself midway through. Um, I'd say try everything. Um, you might not know that you like something like automotive or something like construction. So make an effort to take those kind of courses when they're offered to you, um, especially because you can do it for free in high school. You don't have to put up these costs to do like a small little program or a course um, it's already there and offered. And you might find out that you love it, or you might find out, you know, this isn't for me, it's a cool little hobby, but never knock down an opportunity to try something. You know, and I don't think I could have said it any better. You you gave the advice I would give every student when they ask, ask me, what should I take? Take everything you can and experience it. And if you find something you like and something that fits, that's a big win, especially in high school, if a student doesn't know what they want to do or they're looking for some sort of direction. Yeah, I recommend talking to guidance counselors always. You know, it's one of those things that you never want to do as a student. You're like, oh, I don't need them. But if you have no idea what you're doing, they'll take your hobbies and your interests and they'll find you the right classes to take. Yes, yeah, they are super helpful. Sometimes even what I found was helpful. If a student walks down the, the tech wing in high school, poke your head in the shops and see what's happening. They may be surprised. Because as a high school teacher, I would have grade 12 students come in to meet a friend after class is over. They, they would say, I had no idea this was even here. You had music two doors down. They're like, but I never looked in. So that's what I would re recommend. Talk to your friends who are taking those courses. Poke your head in the room. Talk to the teacher. They're always welcoming people in to, and students in to chat and just talk about what they do. Because most of the teachers are super passionate about what they do. And they're more than happy to talk to any student, whether they're in their class, not in their class, about what happens in the classroom and, you know, the things that they can learn and the opportunities. Yeah, I, I think you're completely right on that. I know that if you don't take the courses, they'll pretty well stop offering certain things. So I highly recommend you guys take anything you can. What students probably should realize is a lot of those skills in each course are transferable. Like in, in your auto shop, you learned a little bit of welding, a little bit of how to use hand tools, how to work with different types of metals. And those are all transferable to life after school or they're transferable to different trades. And it is surprising how much of that information and knowledge they get for one class is transferable to, to all different trades. Yeah, we took grade nine tech rounds at my school. I don't know if that's offered everywhere, but even for like the month that I did uh, construction, I learned more in that month-long course than I have ever learned doing anything else <laughs> as far as construction goes. So now I can do little bits around the house, do some trim, put up some paintings. I feel confident in them finding a stud. Yes, and, and those are great skills to learn. And there are opportunities for students to figure out whether it isn't right. So you took those courses and you decided, hey, I don't like construction, but I really like auto. And I'd like to learn about automobiles. And that is what grade nine exploring tech should be because that all the whole schools in Halton, they will rotate through the classrooms where the students have an opportunity to kind of see what is offered and the opportunities in school. Yeah, it's the best course of action when it comes to high school, for sure. That's great. 
Well, I think we're almost out of time. Thank you very much for joining us today, Morgan. We really appreciate you sharing all your stories and your experiences in high school and after high school. And hopefully students and parents out there will listen and take some of your knowledge and experience and hopefully apply it to their child or the student will apply it to themselves and really consider their options and opportunities, whether it's apprenticeship, college, university, they should experience those things and find out what's right for them. I've really appreciated being here and chatting with you. I hope that I've changed some views about the trades and hopefully people are interested. Thank you very much, Morgan. And if our listeners would like to learn more about the different programs, visit haltonpathways.ca and learn about the Specialist High Skills Major and Ontario Youth Apprenticeship Program offered in the Halton District School Board.